Hey everyone, and welcome to the Nintendo Fuse podcast. This is episode 245. Tonight we're going to be talking all about the Nintendo Direct that happened on February 9th, 2022. We also have some games to talk about what we've been playing recently, and uh, of course uh, another game review as well. But uh, in terms of introductions, uh, you guys need to know who you're listening to. My name is Steve, and of course, I am not here alone. I am joined by uh, my great co-host, as usual, Barry. How's it going? Hey, Steve. Always a pleasure, and uh, what a day it's been. (laughs) Has been. Has been. Greg, uh, good to see you as well. Yep, great to be back. Always love talking to you guys about the Nintendo Directs. That's going to be a good discussion. Absolutely. Yeah, normally we are uh, doing this live, uh, so we normally record live pretty much every other Monday, Uh, but tonight is a special uh, recording. We are actually recording on February 9th. This is going to go live on February 14th um, because we got some some other plans to happen on February 14th, but uh, yeah, we're so glad that you can join us uh, watching or listening after the fact, Uh, and if you have joined us, be sure to also join us on social media. That's uh, at Nintendo Fuse on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And you can also join our Discord. Uh, The link is on the screen if you're watching the video version, and it's also in the show notes uh, or the YouTube description. We'd absolutely love for you to join our Discord and normally join our live chat during our live shows. Uh, Tonight, uh, we are premiering it on YouTube, and so you can join in the live chat there. Um, We won't really be there because we've got other plans, but um, you as fans and, and listeners and everything can definitely uh, chat. So if you are watching this uh, on the live premiere on YouTube, uh, throw us all your thoughts and everything, and we'll we'll check those out later. Um, but yeah, like I said, this is uh, episode 245. We're talking a lot about the Nintendo Direct. Um, but before we get into any of that, let's talk about what we have been playing. So let's go to you first, Barry. Sure. I'm, I'm waiting for the people to be like, hey, they're not answering me. And, and yeah. yeah, you know, and I'm sure they're going to do it just despite it, especially now that I mentioned it. And yep. it's probably going to be Jakester. And I see you, Jakester. <laughs> um, so what have I been playing? Well, since this is obviously a little abridged, you know, like it's it's a shorter time in between episodes. I haven't played nearly what I usually play. Um, but uh, still doing Animal Crossing. Uh, still doing the daily stuff there. Pokemon Unite, still doing my daily stuff. And I'm still playing Pokemon Legends Arceus as the main, my, my main game. I've beaten it at this point. I've beaten the post game. I'm on the collect every Pokemon stage, which is, uh, you know, not as daunting as I thought it would be because it's fun. Hmm. Uh, I got a few little side quests to do, but I'm having a blast. Nice. The, this game, if this, if Pokemon goes back to the way it used to be, it's not going to sell. Hmm. People are going to be like, no. Unless it's a remake. Like, if they remake Black, I think people will be fine with that because of the remake. But the next new one has to build on this. This is so good. I'm, I I'm don't care about the graphics. I'm just having a blast. I'm so much fun. I'm like 50-something hours into it. And I'm just enjoying myself. Like, the time goes by as I'm just exploring and finding new Pokemon and, you know, re-catching other ones and training up different ones and working on the Pokedex and things I didn't think I was going to enjoy as much as I did. But... This nice. this game is is something else, you know. It's How many really Pokemon good. are they in that one to collect? I think it's like two forty something. Okay, so it's not terrible. <clears throat> uh, and a lot of them you get story wise. A lot of them you get, you know, you 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 you'll see them. 
Some of them you have to like special, uh, you know, evolve as usual. But they they did some really cool things. Like in the original games, there were the four Pokemon that you needed to trade uh, in order to evolve. You know, get, to get Gengar, Golem, Alakazam, and oh, why can't I think of the fourth one now? But there's a fourth one, and uh, that was the only way to get them is to evolve to trade with somebody else. So you get a linking cord item. And use the linking cord on on them and mm-hmm. and evolves them. I'm nice. like, that's cute. That's like a nice little throwback to the original. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I highly recommend. Just from what I played, if you've ever thought about what Pokemon could be like outside of the Game Boy, <laughs> like this is the game. This is the game we should have got on the 64 or the GameCube or the Wii or the Wii U. But it took us to finally getting the Switch to get this game. But yeah, I'd highly, highly recommend it. On the PC, I'm still playing Final Fantasy XIV, another game I highly recommend. Uh, they've, you can purchase the game. It's back open. But uh, you still can't do the free trial. <laughs> it's still too congested. Uh, and uh, mobile still, you know, Mario Kart Tour and Dragalia Lost. Nice. Nice. Greg, how about you? Well, I guess continuing on up. Uh... Barry's a Pokemon craze. Um, I am still going after <laughs> collecting all the Pokemon, with actually in Sword and Shield, and there's 400 in that one, so it seems like it's significantly more than Pokemon Legends. Mm-hmm. Um, still having a blast, though. I've been, I'm actually down to like five or six Pokemon left in Sword to get, and it's just way down to certain weather conditions at this point now, so I was getting all the tradable ones that you have to trade, but using my daughter's account on her switch to get all those like cleared. So now it's just like some very rare 2% appearing ones that only appear in shield that I'm trying to catch. And then I'll use Pokemon home and transfer them back over to sword. And then once I have everything done in sword, then I'll be probably switch some stuff over to shield and just have that call it a day and be done. Um, I almost beat shield as well. Like I've already got all the gym badges. I just have to do the final tower again in that one and, get uh sam zanta so that's been really fun to go through the story a second time like a several months after the student sword uh moving on still was i did another chapter of uh, life is strange i had chapter four i don't know if i had done that one last time but i have that one done i still have the last one left to go i've been too focused on pokemon to finish up the story there and i really will be jumping back in probably before the next podcast because the collecting the last Pokemon shouldn't take uh, the entire thing to the next podcast. So I picked up a game from the eShop called Rain on Your Parade. Um, it's a fun little game that's kind of similar to uh, what the golf and like Untitled Goose game where you're just like the silly cloud and then you're just like make, uh, dropping rain on miscellaneous people and create all cause of like havoc and adventures for them to be trying to dodge, not getting wet by a little rain, cl- uh, <laughs> rain cloud. Um, you also have the ability to like use like thunder and lightning. You can st- like actually strike people with lightning and actually kill them. <laughs> and, um, you can cause like fires and stuff with, if you like light like oil on fire and stuff, it's very crazy and a very, uh, fun game to play. If you really like those types of games, hmm. Um, did very little uh, Animal Crossing. Um, did a few dailies, but now it's kind of I finally set it aside for the time being. So I don't know if we'll be in the next podcast. But I was taking a break from it, and then still doing Fire Emblem, Fire Emblem Heroes on mobile. Still um, going through there, and there's the five year anniversary. And um, if you haven't seen that, they were ranked uh, still number one mobile for most 
uh, revenue pulled in for Nintendo's mobile games. Nice. Nice. Uh, normally we go to the chat and see what people are, are playing, but, uh, you know, I'm just going to, oh yeah, yeah, that's, that's a good game too. Oh yeah. I see what you're playing. Oh, that's, that's mm. a great one. Oh, I've never heard of that one, but that that's a good one too. Okay. Um, I see yeah. Jake's has been playing uh, earthbound, uh, beginnings and <laughs> earthbound. <laughs> <laughs> Don't jump ahead yet. Uh, no, um, at this point people have heard, they had to have heard. Um, yeah. but, uh, <laughs> yeah, so I have been playing rocket league su- surprise, surprise. Um, but also. So I've been playing a lot more Sideswipe uh, recently on the mobile, the mobile version of Rocket League, and uh, man, there is a game that I can really easily get caught up in frustration with my teammates. I'll just say that um, there are times where we're doing so great, and then there's other times where I just want to, similar to like uh, Pokemon, um, what's the 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 game? Uh, Shuffle. Shuffle. No. Not shuffle. Shuffle, you probably have unite. Unite, similar to Pokemon yeah. Unite, where you just want to reach through the screen, just smack your teammates. Mm-hmm. That's kind of how I mm-hmm. feel on on sideswipe. Sometimes I'm like, "What are you doing? You're like, dude, stop scoring on us. Like, that's uh, whatever." Um, but uh, <laughs> so I'm playing that a lot more re- recently, and then uh, finished up uh, Life is Strange: True, Color- True Colors. Um, and, oh, nice. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was. Great game, and uh, it as I've said before, it's like an emotional roller coaster, and and I decided to, I'm going to take a little time uh, after that game because it's uh, it's it's kind of like when you read a really good book um, that uh, just really tugs on a lot of emotions and all these different feelings and stuff you got when you're reading it, and you're just like. I need to take a break for a little bit, not not for a bad reason, just because I need to like sit in this for a little bit before I jump into something else similar to it. And so um, I sat there for I don't know. I, I think I finished it within like a couple of days after our last podcast, and uh, and then I'm waiting to see if uh, Square ends up getting the uh, a free code for um, remastered collection to me. And so I decided to go ahead and try out uh, the demo of. Uh, beyond the storm on ipad and uh before the storm and it sucks um (laughs) the the ipad version not the game itself just the ipad version is awful um i thought maybe i'd just be able to save some money because it's a lot cheaper on ios and it is awful now you know why uh, yeah, they should just be giving it away or, or maybe be paying me to play it. Um, touch controls are just awful. You have to like touch where you want to go and, and it's not accurate. Like it's like a lot of times you just tap it and then it's the character just walks over to it, but then it's like going way beyond where I tapped. And then like, you can't stop it in the middle and it's, you have to swipe to the side to like turn and it's just horrible. So I thought I heard that it was, you had a uh, controller, um, controls on it but it was not working um when i tried so maybe life is strange one and two has controller support but before the storm does not and it is a horrible horrible experience um but in addition to that you can only play a demo of chapter one not the entire chapter so i've only experienced about 10 15 minutes of of chapter one and uh, that's all i've gotten under my belt so far so i'm still waiting um i'd love to get a code um to the uh, remastered collection. Um, if not, I may, I'm kind of going back and forth if I want to just purchase the original game or get the remastered. Um, 
mainly because I want to save money. I know it's going to look better and everything, but I've heard also that the remastered collection does have some glitches and some issues. And so I don't know if I want to pay 40 bucks if it's going to be a worse experience, even though if it looks better and sounds better. So I'm kind of on the fence about uh, it's, which it's one I'll go after. I don't know. How much is it now? Like the original? The original, the I think, is like 16 on Xbox for Before the Storm. And I think I can get the entire, well, I think Life is Strange 1, I think, is 20 bucks. I think so. So it's almost around the same price. Yeah. Bucks. I mean, it's, yeah. If you, if you think of both of them together, it's only four to four more dollars um, for, for the remastered collection. Um, so that's what I, I'm kind of, if it wasn't for the glitches and stuff that I've heard about, then I was like, oh, well, then just bring four more dollars and, and get the better, better edition. It, if it makes a difference, I played the originals, obviously, because the remasters didn't happen. And, it was perfectly fine. I mean, yeah. they're their last gen game, so they still look great. Right. Right. And so, uh, but yeah, Life is Strange is uh, pretty much been Rocket League and Life is Strange has been most of my life in uh, gaming recently, which is, which is really fun. It's, uh, it's there. I like how I like getting into two completely different games um, because like, depending on my mood, like if I just want to like zone out and just play some, you know, sports kind of game then i'll do that and if i want to actually get into a really good story i can uh, play some life is strange and it's uh yeah it's it's been really good and it's it's been fun for me because it's hard i've recently i've realized that like i i think it's just part of modern culture but i it's hard for me to actually sit down with a book um lately just because i think my attention span is going as i get older and uh as we you know live in the world of instant stuff all the time and uh being able to be engaged in a moving story on the screen that's just as good as a really good book is was a really cool fun experience i can't wait to hear you play it proper because especially with your first impressions that you told me in discord about the main character and yeah about before, that... before the storm yeah yeah, before and I can't wait to, for you to see her story because that is exactly the 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 response you have is exactly what you're supposed to have. Oh, good. And good. and and that's one of those things where characters are three dimensional. Yep. And yep. she's very much three dimensional. Yeah. And yeah. It was. There's reasons for everything. It was really interesting going from True Colors where I instantly connected with with Alex and the characters in mm -hmm. True Colors and really enjoyed them and and got drawn in from the very beginning but uh but yeah and before the storm like I, t I told Barry it was like I don't know if I like this character at all she's really full of angst and it might mm -hmm. get on my nerves um so she's a very 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 angsty teenager um <laughs> but yes Chloe yeah. is very angsty <laughs> But that's that that and there's there's I, I want to say so much and I can't. <laughs> but I'm sure anyone will ever anyone listening to this who has played Life is Strange is like, oh my god, Chloe is the best, you know? Like <laughs> we love Chloe. What's wrong with you? <laughs> nice. So uh, that brings us to the end of what we've been playing. Um, but uh, Barry's gonna actually share a little bit more about a game he's been playing in uh, our review section today. So go ahead and take it away, Barry. <clears throat> sure. Uh, so this episode, we're going to be talking about a game called Breakneck City. Breakneck City launched on the Nintendo Switch January 5th, 2022. It was developed by Renegade Sector Games and East Asia Soft and published by East Asia Soft. So, uh, full disclaimer, they did provide me a review code 
So thank you very much to uh, East Asia Soft for that. Uh, now this game immediately caught my attention when uh, watching the the little showcases because there's a side-scrolling beat 'em up a la Double Dragon Final Fight, uh, the turtles stuff like that, and it has this really cool aesthetic where it's like 8-bit graphic, but done in 3D, and I just like this looks really cool. Uh, so I started playing it, and you get the two different characters at the start. Uh, but the negative is that they're both play exactly the same. So it really doesn't matter which one you play. Uh, combat is okay. It's kind of a little stiff. There's nothing that wowed me. It was, it almost felt like been there, done that, got the t-shirt, moved on. Um, there was some cool little environmental things and you can get weapons and weapons have a health bar. Like the more you use them, the, you know, the eventually break. Uh, I did find... I'm going to say the levels are about 10, maybe 15 minutes long. Like, I feel like the levels are a little too long. But at the same time, the game itself is short because it's only six levels. So if they're 10 minutes each, it's, it's an hour. So uh, I think I got to, like, level four, and I was kind of bored. <laughs> I hate to say that. Like, And, and it's not just game. It's just, like, beat-em-ups, those classic 2Ds beat-em-ups. I've gotten bored with lately. Like as a kid, I played them all the time, but now it's like, like, like um, attention span. Uh, Steve was just talking about that earlier. Um, it's kind of like, all right, I want to do something else now. Uh, but it was fun. Uh, it's uh, you know, to me, the the graphics are the the best part. Just that the three D polygonal, you know, almost eight bit look. Uh, the atmosphere in the city is really cool, but I feel like there needs to be a little more. So. It's kind of hard for me to truly recommend this one. If you love beat-em-ups and you're like, I could play Final Fight every day, you know, eight times a day, then give them a shot. It's certainly not the worst 2D beat-em-up I've played on the Switch. But um, it feels like it's just missing something to hit that high level of, you know, perfection. But maybe I'm the wrong audience for it. But I did enjoy it. I don't know how much it goes for because I can't see that. But... Uh, you know, if you can get it on sale, uh, I think it's ten dollars. Uh, I think you can get it for like five. You might find some fun in it. But, you know, I think that's up to you. But I do appreciate being able to review it, and uh, I did have an overall good time. It's just hard to recommend. Thanks for that review, Barry, and uh, thanks for uh, you know letting us know to stay away from that one. <laughs> no. I'm not saying stay away no, from it. I'm not saying at all. yeah. Yeah, yeah. If it, if it's like, cheap, go for it. And uh, and if yeah, that's I, your game, if you yeah. like beat em ups, right? Yeah, I think I I've realized that I enjoy beat em ups uh, a lot more in an arcade setting. I just it's just fun to be able to gather around an arcade yes. with my friends and just be like, you know, grab the joystick and go for it. Um, I, even even games that I really love in the arcade, <clears> it's just not the same experience at home. You know, I, I agree. You know, I was in an arcade a couple of years ago and I had like X-Men, you know, classic X-Men, beat it so many times. And I said it was free play because it was one of those places where you pay per hour. So I'm like, oh, I want to play this. None of my friends wanted to play. They're all doing other things. So I beat X-Men alone. And even in the arcades, I was like, I'm just doing this because I kind of feel obligated at this point. Yeah. But it's, you know, it's it's not as fun. But yeah, with, with a four-person cabinet with three other people there. Yeah, a lot of fun then. Better when you can get the uh, six-person cabinet. That's fun. Oh, that's even better, yes. 
Those are those are hard to find. That's true. One of these days. I, See, I didn't really even play any of those uh, beat em ups at the arcades. I've always really played them on the no. NES. Like oh. I did. I didn't really even know Double Dragon was like an arcade machine until somewhat recently. Like I always was so used to playing on the NES, like the first one and the second and third one, and like even like Turtles in Time, I'd played on the NES like more too, and like. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> what about like Captain America and the Avengers and the Simpsons and X Men and oh, yeah. and Turtles oh, yeah, too. Yeah, the Simpsons. Yeah, I I did know that one was in the arcade, and I that was one of my favorite was the Simpsons ones. Like I made it a mission to beat it, and I was recently at like a bar or something that had like an on free Simpsons game on re, on free play, and I went through and beat the whole game again. So. Nice. I remember that was like one of those games that everyone begged to come home and it didn't come officially, you know, home on the console. So I think the Xbox Live Arcade, but there was a port, there was a port for Windows PC and I remember I had it and it was like terrible early DOS type graphics and the VGA and the one button controller, you know, with the, with the joystick. And I'm like trying to play the videos and it's like the lag is ridiculous. And I was having a ball as a kid. I'm like, yes, (laughs) I'm playing Simpsons at home. Right. (laughs) Oh, Greg, there's so many fun memories you can have. You need to, you have to go back and uh, get that sometime. So. Do you have any arcades near you? You have a Galloping Ghost that's only like a five minutes away. It's Perfect. pretty much they oh, nice. just have a they just have a they just have like an all day fee of like fifteen dollars, and then you get like yes. you can like have all twelve hours there or whatever, and all, all machines are in free wow. play, like all the Mortal Kombat's, all the awesome various machines. Nice. So, yeah. The only thing bad about uh, those those free play ones are my wrist kills me after a day of those because it's just a lot of bent risk and doing this over and over mm-hmm. again. <laughs> yeah, but and slamming um, your fingers down, right? <laughs> it's like, go 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 go, go, go faster, go faster. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Well, it's time to move into our news section, and uh, we just have one gigantic uh, news piece tonight to talk about. Nintendo Direct happened on February 9th, so as we're recording, it was actually just a couple hours ago um, this thing happened, and... um, yeah, that was quite the direct. It was a surprise that, you know, lately Nintendo, the last few years, have just been uh, kind of surprised dropping them on us and said, hey, uh, you know, we're going to have a direct in a couple days, or sometimes they just like, hey, tomorrow morning. So at least they gave us a little bit of uh, announcement time in this Well, one. they announced it yesterday. But here's the thing. We actually, if you remember, we had to change our Nintendo Fuse podcast schedule. We had to move it back one because of all the craziness of the holidays. We were actually supposed to be recording this this Monday as in the, the 7th. Of instead course. of on the 14th so had we have done that and stayed with our schedule nintendo didn't get the memo we switched it it would have been right after it worked out actually now that we're recording right after so it, it perfect timing so except for yeah. it made a little bit of a time crunch when we're trying to get ready for this and everything i was telling the guys earlier i was like i was trying like it was a lot of information in this thing it was trying to get all my notes and everything ready and and all that stuff so uh yeah just general thoughts about the nintendo direct before we jump into all the individual announcements and, and all that sort of thing um what do you think of the direct uh you know was it a adequate amounts of content um did were you surprised all those different things uh let's go to you first barry uh i'm still standing at about 15 or 20 out of 10 uh (laughs) there were there were a lot of surprises here that i didn't expect coming a lot of stuff that i knew people had been asking for and really wanting and uh i was 
I was definitely had a big smile on my face at the by the end. I'll yeah. just say that. I'm sure. I'm sure. How about you, Greg? <laughs> Overall, it was definitely very good. Like a lot of uh, games and stuff that I'm interested in. Um, I my single critique was that I felt like it was kind of lighter on like games that like my daughter would play. Like we actually did watch it together, and the bulk of it, she was kind of disappointed because it wasn't games that she was interested in. It was definitely not very much like Zelda. There was like nothing on like Animal Crossing. Nothing. Um, not Zelda Mario. Why am I saying Zelda? Um, not wasn't much Mario. There wasn't like anything like not anything on Animal Crossing. Nothing on um, like some other franchises that she's more interested in. And it was a lot more like the very RPG heavy this time around, which is very awesome for me and Barry and some of our fans like Jakester and stuff like that. So overall, I felt it was very good. Like easily like a nine or whatever out of ten. But it was just like that one critique that it was not. Really too much other stuff that like my daughter would really like for like Pokemon or Mario or whatever. So, yeah, yeah. That's I mean that's one of those things you can't please everybody. Uh, yeah, that's just it. Yeah, unfortunate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, I, think, I was definitely pleased, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I think that I think you actually you hit the nail on the head, Greg, because I think like this from my overall perspective, like this was. This was more of a direct for, I, I wouldn't say, you know, hardcore fans, but a little closer to that than there. Some other directs have been, you know, more focusing on the casual gamer and stuff like that. And this was not so much focused on that, which is which is really cool. Um, I'd say I except they of, had probably the most casual game in the world well, sandwiched in the middle there. <laughs> Also that, yeah, it was, it wasn't like they avoided it altogether. Um, but it, it definitely was, like you said, was focused more on RPGs and, yeah, and like, stuff like that. Yeah. People, yeah. Older, older gamers for the most part. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Especially there was a but lot you know of what? nostalgia I, there. I think that that was smart from a perspective because I think the younger audience, they already have the switches and switch is still selling, but they know there are a lot of people who never got a nintendo switch and they're, they're playstation or xbox fans and they can't get the new systems because the ship shortage so let's market this towards those older fans hey you can't get a playstation 5 you can get a switch you remember these games you used to play as a kid well now you can play them on the switch and i think that's a smart strategy that's true that's true uh, yeah, I, I think it started off, um, <laughs> I know, I know Greg loves this, this game and this series, however, but it started off slow for me. Um, in the first couple games, I was like, oh, great. Uh, I'm not gonna, this is going to be a lot of stuff that I don't really care about. And then all of a sudden, like by the third game, I was like, well, that's surprising. Okay. Didn't see that coming. And then by game four, I was sold. Um, and we'll get into what that, why that's the case in just a second. But uh, but yeah, it was a slow burn for me at the very beginning. But then, yeah, by game four, I was I, like I was you, sold. I like how you say slow burn, and you, it's like the, by the third game, like well, like sound it, more first world in this problem. But oh, it, it by the third game, it took me. <laughs> but it, it because it was such a slow burn. But because it wasn't, it didn't. It didn't grab me. It seemed longer than it than it actually was. That's just to say, because I kind of was. I was like, eh, okay, whatever. We can move on to the next game, and and then eventually it just picked up. And I, the next thing I know, it was like frantically just taking notes. I'm like, oh, that's a good fun game. Oh, that's a fun game too. Oh, I want to talk about that one. Oh, that's another one. So yeah. <laughs> See, mine was more the opposite. Like I felt like the ending was like 
taking forever. I'm like, how many more minutes are left in this thing? I'm just what? dragging on. Like, <laughs> well, let's get into this because this is gonna be be fun to come from different perspectives here. Um, so yeah, the first game they started off with was Fire Emblem Warriors three hopes so uh you're basically following the uh the three houses characters and engaging in this uh continued story um in the three houses uh world uh greg could probably tell me more about this um but uh yeah i think it probably really exciting for people that are really into it um even in the warrior style i don't know these characters i'm not like sold on this world um so it really didn't grab me it's not my thing um but uh but i know for people that are into it i'm sure that they're gonna love it i thought it was kind of a boring trailer though it wasn't like oh this is why you should get this game it was more like hey here's the for those of you that know this world this is going to be exciting for you for everyone else uh you should you should already know about this so that's kind of i think why i didn't enjoy the trailer as much greg tell me why i'm wrong (laughs) (laughs) well that's because you need to do some homework and play three houses (laughs) right And um, obviously, as Jakester would even say, that like that's a very incredible um, fire uh, emblem game that should be played. Um, it's rated as one of the better ones. Um, I feel like it's pretty um, close to how they do Hyrule Warriors because I mean they were really selling it like with the different characters that they put in Hyrule Warriors. Like, oh, you can is uh, like the different champions or whatever for like Age of Calamity and all that kind of stuff. So obviously, this one was more geared like. Um, towards three houses so it was a lot of the main three house lords like claude and um dimitri and eldegard so like it's really all up to if you're familiar with it it's awesome great to see like i play fire emblem heroes on the phone and had played somewhat of three houses it's on my backlog list it's really getting pumped up there to be starting soon um but it's definitely very exciting to see that there's a new warriors game for fire emblem and i'll probably even have to revisit the first warriors game for fire emblem and actually finish that one hmm. so definitely very excited for this one nice nice barry what do you think about this one i think it's interesting how they're reusing the same strategy like the pattern like they did hyrule warriors then they did fire emblem warriors then they went to the newest zelda breath of the wild and did age of calamity and now the newest fire emblem three hopes uh you know what if a formula works use it uh and I'm, it's nice to see what omega team's doing uh, again, a lot of people may say like, oh, well, I'd rather have a just standard Fire Emblem. Well, it's a different team. You know, it's a completely different team doing this. And, uh, you know, I'm I'm going to get it. I don't know if I'll play it. I didn't do Three Houses. I, again, it's just I'm not big on the strategy role playing games. I want to be. I, I love the stories. But, but uh, for that reason, I probably won't play it because I don't know the characters. Mm-hmm. And the whole time I watched the trailer, all I could think about was Greg being happy. Yeah. So, and as far as I'm concerned, it's a win. <laughs> yeah. I even yeah. said that in our Discord. I'm like, Greg, you're start off with Fire Emblem. You're good. <laughs> there you go. Yep. I mean, I obviously really wanted an Echoes game, but I'll certainly take more Fire Emblem content in the form of Warrior. So, like, I really loved a lot of the first one that I played, but I, like I said, I still need to go back and even finish that one. And seeing that there's another one on the way that's going to be push, adding that bumping that right up into the list to get that done. Nice. Nice. 
Well, you can get Fire Emblem Warriors Three Hopes on June 24th is when that launches. Uh, next game they showed off was a game that uh, we found out was just uh, delayed, but we didn't really know much more than that. Uh, now we know that Advance Wars 1 and 2 Reboot Camp is going to be uh, launching on Switch on April 8th, so not too long from today, just a, just a couple months away. And uh, yeah, it looks like they're going to add voiced characters, uh, which I thought kind of made it more, more fun, kind of a fun experience. Um, also extra modes and characters and everything. Um, this is not really my thing. Um, but, uh, but it's another franchise similar to Fire Emblem that I know there's huge fans and people are really, really excited. And I'm, I'm excited for them, um, but it's just not my kind of thing. Um, Barry, what'd you think of, uh, what we saw of Advance Wars 1 plus 2? I think the trailer did a really good job of selling the game for those that are interested. Uh, like the, the fact that you can create your own maps and, you know, the different characters and the different, different parts of the campaign between the two games and mix and match and... I think it looks great. Again, it's a strategy role-playing game. I never played them. Oh, actually, that's not true. I played the DS ones, and they were okay. I had fun. But it's my tastes have changed as I've gotten older. However, there's a lot of people that love these games. And it's nice to see Nintendo bring back all their IPs. And I still think it's hilarious that they're continuing to call it Advance Wars when the series has debuted on the Famicom. <laughs> yeah. But it's just funny how that's what so we know it now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Greg, uh, what do you think about this game? So I actually missed like playing like them on, on the Game Boy Advance or Game Boy, and I've heard nothing but good things for this series, and obviously it being very closely related to Fire Emblem, I'm extremely excited to give it a shot. So it's already on like the top of my must-buy list for this year. I don't know if we'll be getting it closer to launch or if we'll be closer to the summertime i'll have to see but definitely will be on the lookout to be playing this later this year cool cool yeah i I like the i like the style of it so i think if i was into that kind of genre i think i would probably get into advanced wars but uh but the genre is still like like barry said it's not my thing um one thing, one game that uh, was kind of my thing, I wanted it to at least be my thing when it originally came out, was the next game that I was totally shocked by that's um, coming over to the Nintendo Switch sometime this summer is No Man's Sky. That's right. No Man's Sky is coming to Switch. <laughs> Something that I never thought I would hear myself saying. Uh, but uh, this game is like, it was under so much so many issues in the very beginning. So many people were upset about it. Uh, didn't say it didn't deliver. Um, I was one of them. I bought the game full price on PS4, really, really excited to play the game and just was really, really disappointed over time. Uh, supposedly it's gotten a lot better. I gave up and never played it since. Um, but, uh, not only has it gotten better, it's now going cross completely cross platform and coming to Nintendo Switch this summer. Uh, so yeah, Greg, what do you think about No Man's Sky? Were you into it? Did you hear about it before? Um, and or are you excited about this time? I pretty much just like the first time I've been hearing of it. I haven't even like heard or even played it on like a PlayStation at all. So um, this was 100% like brand new game to my eyes and it does look like it could be a lot of fun. Obviously I need to see like more trailers and everything as the further development is not quite sure. And obviously it's kind of a, not a good idea if you're saying there's lots of issues with it and hopefully by the time it were, comes to switch, those were lots corrected. of issues. I, I think it's different oh. now. I've heard differently, yeah. but uh, yeah. Okay. 
yeah, I mean, well, I mean, I know there was like, the Grand Theft Auto package that came to Switch had lots of uh, flaws there too. That's and true. So hopefully, it's not. You never really. You, hopefully, they use the most recent build of the game, but yeah. <laughs> sometimes you never really know. That's true. But yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, it'll be on my radar. I'll probably hopefully try to check it out, and it obviously would be much better if there was a demo. So hopefully, they'll have one of those available. Maybe. Yeah. Barry, what do you think about this? Will you, uh, do you ever think that No Man's this, Sky is coming to Switch? <laughs> this surprised me. And what surprised me even more than with No Man's Sky is that it didn't say cloud version. Right. So take that, Kingdom Hearts. Kingdom Hearts, a PS3 title and PS2 title, needs cloud versions. And No Man's Sky, as massive as that game is, does yeah. not need a cloud version. Um, that to me was the most surprising thing. Like, wait, what? This is actually running on the Switch natively? What? Um, No Man's Sky is one of those. I'm right with you, Steve. I bought that at launch. I got the collector's edition. Not not the full-blown, but the collector's edition. I played that. I was so hyped. I played it the first night. And got off, finally got off the planet. I went to like a space station, went to another mm-hmm. planet, got lost in a cave for about two and a half hours. Mm-hmm. Uh, I finally got out of the cave and said... I'm wasting my time. This game's garbage, and uh, nothing what I was promised. So I guess my planets that I've expl- those two planets that I discovered, someone probably has come to by now, and it said it's discovered by me. You're welcome for discovering those, but uh, I stopped. And uh, everything I've heard is that No Man's Sky has gotten better and better and better and better with all these improvements, and uh, I think that's fantastic. I know there's a VR you could do it in VR. I heard it's really cool. If it doesn't make me sick, I'd probably try it. Um, but to see it on Switch is great, and and just it's just going to help lead to these continued sales because playing that on the go, I mean, yeah, you probably need an internet connection to play it, but still to be able to like sit down and relax and just play on Wi-Fi or something, that a game like that, it's pretty awesome. Yeah, maybe you can play it in Labo VR. Yeah. <laughs> oh God, <laughs> make me sick. Be awesome. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, you can get uh, <laughs> No Man's Sky this summer. Um, and then, oh, I was so excited. You guys probably knew I was so excited. Um, but uh, starting on June 10th this year, we're going to get the next Mario Strikers game called Battle League. And uh 5 on 5 soccer game that's just kind of crazy. It's basically Smash Brothers and uh, soccer combined. Um, and I am so stinking excited for another Mario Strikers. Uh, like, if anything's going to pull me away from Rocket League, Mario Strikers might be it. I'll just say that. Um, I am so excited. I, I, I'm a little skeptical. I really hope they don't overdo it with all the the mo like the um items and extra features and stuff like that like it needs to be enhanced like i don't want to i could i actually i would have been fine with a straight port of charged um from from uh the last game but but i hope they don't overdo it because i want i still want that basic idea there so that's my only um, my only skepticism, but I, I love that you can play eight players um, now, which is going to be really really fun. Online clubs is going to be fun uh, as well. I'm sure we'll we'll start one for Nintendo Fuse, so that'd be fun as well. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so excited, so excited for Mario Strikers Battle League. Uh, Barry, you're also excited. You know, this is we've had discussions about like the craziness of like the arcade sports games before, like Blitz and Hits and all that stuff, and. You know, the Mario sports, and it's great to see this resurgence. I mean, golf and tennis have been 
staple, right? They've, they've been on virtually every system and Switch is no exception. But it's nice to see strikers come back because it makes me hope that maybe we'll get baseball again or maybe the volleyball game, the spikers that we never got. Uh, I I, don't, I didn't see on the bottom. I should have checked uh, Next Level Games is doing this because oh. that was a recent act. That was Nintendo just bought them after Luigi's Mansion 3 and Luigi's Mansion 3 was 2019. So my guess is that's probably what they've been doing. Uh, and they were known for the Strikers team or the big Strikers game. So this could be maybe one of the reasons they bought them. And now they're they're back. But as for too many craziness, I'm sure there's going to be options to turn things down. Like even Smash Brothers gives you like options, like that's how many true. items do you want? Or So as long as they give you options, I think that's great because then you could play the game you want to play. Um, but yeah, I'm excited for it. It looks great. I love the art size. I like how it mixes the GameCube art with also some of the Wii art with like the, the pencil lines and all that. Like, oh, it looks so good. Yeah. Yeah. I was glad I, I was kind of glad to see that they went back there instead of something completely new. Cause I really liked that art style for sure. Um, Greg, are you, were you a fan of my Mario, Mario strikers or is this going to make you a fan of it? Um, yeah, I had the two original games, the one on GameCube and the one on Wii. Unfortunately I did end up selling both of them when I was, young and dumb but um definitely very excited to see them like return the series back i like i do remember my main complaint with the previous one was like the online stuff was like way too competitive for me and i didn't really <laughs> enjoy it as as much i was getting my butt like handed to me and i apologize that also, may have like, been some... partly my friend isaac and me uh, making it a little too competitive online that was so much fun <laughs> <laughs> and then also like even like the ai gets like really strong at some point too. Like I had mm. trouble finishing some of the main modes. Cause like you can be like, you can like steamroll like the first team. And then all of a sudden the second team, like barely even lets you touch the ball. Like, like you have the ball, boom, tackled, boom, score. Like, and it was like, yeah. you can't come back from like a 10 zero deficit kind of thing. So, um, hopefully that stuff has been more toned up for, uh, this release. And yeah, definitely excited to see them bringing this back bell was this was one of the few games that bell was really excited to see and want me to get later going on so nice nice uh so yeah that's uh coming on june 10th um and then we got a few games that uh i'm just gonna kind of hit quickly um and it's funny because like some of you that know what next game coming up you're like really you're gonna fly past platoon 3 but at this point we know so much about the game and we're just basically waiting so uh yeah we've got Showing off Splatoon 3 specifically, uh, a new Salmon Run co-op mode. Um, and uh, yeah, it's going to come out this summer. Um, the big thing I hope for this one is that we actually can do more in Salmon Run and it's not just this limited time thing. That's my biggest uh, hope for that. Um, but so saw more of Splatoon 3, uh, like I said, coming out this summer. Uh, a game called Front Mission First. Uh, this is a remake of that. And then um, Front Mission uh, second remake uh, is going to be coming later at some point in the future. So we got to see both of those are actually the first game, but just kind of a uh, future uh, release about the second game. Um, the first one is going to be dropping sometime this summer. Also releasing sometime this summer is a free-to-play Disney and Pixar kart racer um, called Disney Speedstorm, and it's made by the same uh, company that's uh, put together Asphalt, the Asphalt series, which is a free-to-play uh, racing game on mobile and uh, also on Switch, like the newest one's also on Switch. Um, and uh, let's see, 
Let's just talk about those three games real quick. So, uh, yeah, Splatoon 3, Front Mission, and Disney Speedstorm. Uh, what'd you think about those, Barry? Uh, Splatoon 3 is, again, it's, I, I enjoyed the first game. I love the quirkiness and the weirdness of Splatoon, the, 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 the franchise and the trailers. Uh, this trailer didn't do it for me. It was, it was kind of a little nauseating. Like a lot of it was just spinning around. Um, but I know a lot of people enjoyed Salmon Run for Splatoon 2. So I think it's great for them. Uh, it's nothing for me, but it's great for them. Uh, and I think they needed to show off something. Front mission first and second were were definitely surprises. Uh, again, I'm not into strategy role playing games anymore. More tactical RPGs, uh, yeah. <laughs> but, but these, I mean, these are Super Nintendo games, uh, and I don't think either of them originally came here. I think the first one we might have gotten was Front Mission Three on uh, PlayStation, and Front Mission Four then on PS2. So these are Square Enix, um, Square Enix Front Mission uh, strategy role playing games. So they began perfect for for Greg. Um, but I'm just happy to see Square revisiting their older franchises as well. Uh, and, and Square has been pretty big this this direct, which I'm very happy about. And then Disney Speedstorm looked cool uh, when it said free to play in a you know, game loft. Made me kind of hesitant a little bit. Uh, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know how much they're going to be wanting to milk out of this. But it looks like it could be fun. So... I guess if you're jonesing for that type of thing, uh, I don't want to use the term predatory, but I almost have questions whether this will be predatory towards kids because Mm. you have Disney characters, you have Pixar characters, and it's free to play. No game is just given to you for free for your full enjoyment. Games take time and money and manpower to develop. So they have to recoup. And they're going to recoup with microtransactions and log in every day and da-da-da-da-da. It's a tried-and-true format. So my only concern is that this is littered with that kind of stuff, and it's going to be predatory towards the younger audience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was actually my thought. I, I marked down, I was like, I, I kind of like this free-to-play because that's that's fun. But then at the same time, I'm like, so how are they going to make some money? Like, how are they going to do it? Like, how are they going to you know nickel and dime you or whatever? And yeah pull money out of kids who are probably going to be wanting to play this game and, you know, begging their parents to, for all that. So who knows how that's going to happen, but, uh, but it looks like it could be a fun experience though. Um, I think the, the, uh, the game loft asphalt team is, has done great with, with that series. Um, and front mission, I get, again, like you said, it looks cool. I, I like the mech style stuff, but it also seems a little too slow for me, but if you like that kind of thing, then, you know, that's, that's for you. But for my, my taste, um, you know, I want something a little more fast paced and, and action and everything, but, uh, yeah, so cool that they are bringing back, uh, some of those franchises. Greg, what'd you think about these three? Yeah. Overall, like these three were like pretty solid games, like the Splatoon three. Um, I'll pretty much been sold on just cause I just enjoyed the first two games. I actually never even played a single round of salmon run and two. So like, I was kind of surprised like they the entire trailer was just like updates to that mode. I mean, I did do like the free missions like where it's like to kind of start you off to like get you familiar with like the bosses and everything like that, but I didn't actually play anything online with it. It was just like the free like missions that you do as part of the story and that was about it. So Still pretty excited to see that that's coming out this year. It's nice to see that there's more of a concrete date and not just like a, oh, sometime in 2022. 
it's nice to see that it's going to be in the summertime. I mean, I was telling Bell it'll probably be like um, July or August because that kind of fits more of their summer schedule for that area. And June's already looking like it's pretty packed up already. So um, there's that. The front mission, I've never played like those from uh, Square. And I'm not really big into like the mech kind of stuff. That's one of my points against like Xenoblade in general because there's like mechs and stuff as like enemies and it's not something that usually always um playing a lot so i might look closer into it it might still be a fun game to play but it'll be one of those that i'll be on the lookout for and then finally for the disney speedstorm shared the same concerns as you guys it seems like it's going to be very uh pokemon unite uh like and it's like oh you want to race this donald though give us uh 10,000 in-game coins or you can buy their special currency for $20 and <laughs> you get your character. I mean, um, that's unfortunately the nature of how I'm going to see this go through. There'll be, I'm sure they have like the notes, how Pokemon Unite does it. Like they have like the rotating Pokemon that you actually can like, kind of try out for free. And then like you can actually use those as your actual characters after spending like in-game currency or using the purchasable cur- currency. So um, that's probably the route that they'll probably go that I could see for a heart racer. Um, that's obviously very unfortunate that it's free to play and much rather just have a full game out of the box. You can buy for $60. It looks pretty incredible and almost like that, uh, Diddy Kong racing, both Disney characters. <laughs> kind of like it. Yeah. Hopefully it's just good. Cause Diddy Kong racing is awesome. Um, <laughs> uh, let's, um, keep moving. Uh, next thing we, we saw another game that I, it doesn't completely surprise me, but it, it was surprising to see, uh, that star Wars, the force unleashed is, uh, going to be dropping on Nintendo switch. So a remake of the original, uh, it's dropping on April 20th. Um, it looks to be a, uh, pretty much a remake or a port. I don't think they're enhancing it much at all. Um, and, uh, button and motion control is kind of cool. Um, but it, yeah, again, I don't think it's like really enhanced very much, um, at, at all, maybe just a little bit. Um, so Star Wars Force Unleashed on April 20th. We're also getting Assassin's Creed, the, the is it Ezio or Ezio? Ezio. Ezio collection. Uh, so we'll get, uh, yeah, those three games um, on February 17th. So as we're recording, just uh, a little bit away as we're releasing this, it's going to be like three days after release of this episode. Um, so yeah, you're going to be able to get uh, those three games on Nintendo Switch. Um, I remember playing uh, a couple of those games before, but um, but yeah, that'd be kind of fun to have it on Nintendo Switch. Um, enhanced controls are pretty cool, but uh you know, when they announced uh, the exciting thing that you can play uh, Assassin's Creed on the go with your touchscreen, that never was something that I, I thought I'd ever wanted. So I don't know why they think that's a cool feature, but um, I, yeah, I guess it's okay, but don't talk about that. It's um, a feature. <laughs> it's a feature, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah, and then we, um, let's just keep on going. We'll do three more. Um, also, S- SD Gundam Battle Alliance. 
And uh, this is going to be in the in the whole Gundam world. Um, if you're familiar with uh, all these action RPG um, Gundam stuff, like you're you're probably really really excited about this. It's another mech style RPG. Um, it's not my thing, but I totally get why people are excited about this game. And uh, online multiplayer would seem really fun in this game as well. So that game is going to be dropping sometime in 2022. Uh, we don't know exactly when, but sometime this year. So Star Wars Force Unleashed on April 20th, Assassin's Creed Ezio Collection, uh, February 17th, and then SD Gundam Battle Alliance sometime in 2022. Uh, Barry, what do you think about these three? When Star Wars first came on, I actually thought it was Knights of the Republic at first. Like, mm. oh yeah, with Knights of the Republic, and then I, I forgot that it had actually come out already on Switch. But I was like, oh yeah, we've done this. And I'm like, wait, oh no, shoot, that's Force Unleashed. You know, like, whoa, hold on. And then they started talking about the motion, uh, and I'm like, oh no. Oh no, they 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 ported the Wii version of Force Unleashed as opposed to like the 360 or PS3 version of Force Unleashed. Like, okay, uh, wonder if there was some compensation there, like like to make that happen, because I believe the uh, 360 and the PS3 had better graphics and better more cinematics and voices and all that stuff. I could be wrong, but I played the 360 version. Uh, weird that they're not doing the second one, like. This, this whole direct is filled with, you know, multi-game packs. Yep. I mean, even we just we just talked about Front Mission first. Oh, and Front Mission 2 is also coming. Advanced Wars 1 and 2. Force Unleashed 2 already exists, and yes, it is the weaker of the two games by far. Why not port them both? Yeah. <laughs> They're older games. Um, so to me, that was kind of weird. Uh, Assassin's Creed, I never got into them. But uh, I, I, we knew this one was coming because there's a physical, but it only has like one of the three games on the card. It's one of those cheap physicals. Uh, so this, th- that wasn't a surprise. Again, I, I think it's great. More access to any game is a good thing. And it's a big franchise. And it's nice to see Ubisoft support. And SD Gundam Battle Alliance. I'm not a huge Gundam fan, but I know there are a ton of Gundam fans. And this is definitely a niche title. It's not for me, but I'm happy for those that it is absolutely for. Absolutely. Yeah. Greg, what do you think? Yeah, this was part of the direct that started going a little bit slightly downhill for me. Um, not huge into Star Wars, so I was not really paying a whole lot of attention there. Um, well, Assassin- Greg, it's been a good run. <laughs> I think we're going to need to go down to two hosts. <laughs> <laughs> all right catch you guys later <laughs> um i'm trying to get into it it's on my list to try to rewatch the star wars movies this year but um i can't say that i'm just immediately just jump into the games without having knowing this horse material <laughs> fair enough yeah um, well you, you definitely need to watch the movies but th- i mean this game used to be canon now it's not canon anymore it's legends the story so it yeah. doesn't count. Right. Well, yeah. <laughs> um, obviously, it, my mind can change once I watch the movies, but obviously right now it's not something I'm um, really looking forward to. Assassin's Creed I tried out on Wii U, and I didn't know if the series was quite for me, so um, it's probably going to be a pass knowing this, that it's, even though it's coming to Switch, it's great to see that it's there for fans and other people that really enjoy the series. Um, and didn't really know too much about the Battle Alliance game either, so it was obviously it's a nice surprise, and um, obviously it's another RPG game, and I'll probably be looking closer into it, but it's 
at the part where I wasn't really paying super close attention at this part of the direct. So, um, yeah, obviously we'll ramp up in the next couple games. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Speaking of those next couple games, uh, we're getting Chrono Cross on uh, Nintendo Switch. Uh, pre-orders began today on February seventh or 9th, but uh, you can get the game on April seventh. And uh, this is the acclaimed RPG um, that uh, that is Chrono Cross. But you'll also be able to get uh, this um, remastered, the remastered version of the original game. But then also the Radical Dreamers uh, is also included in this. Um, so, yeah, the the entire game plus um, Radical Dreamers for the Radical Dreamers edition. Um, Greg, what do you think about this game? I mean, it looked really cool, but I had put the question in like our Discord, like, is it? I didn't know if it was any relation to uh, Chrono Trigger at all, but I know that was like a game that was on the Super Nintendo, but mm-hmm. I don't know if there's any relation there. But yeah, um, I answered you. <laughs> oh, maybe I, I guess it's I had missed that one. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, there's a sequel connected. to it. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Chrono, Chrono Cross is a sequel. Okay. Well, then definitely we'll be looking closer into this one. I mean, I didn't play Chrono Trigger, but I've heard nothing but awesome things about it, but it's going to be definitely, it's definitely on my, um, to be later be picking up this at some point this year game. Nice. Nice. Yeah. From, uh, I've, I've not played, I, I've not played Chrono Cross. I think I, I played a little bit of Chrono Trigger and knowing how much you enjoy RPGs, Greg, you need to make this a top priority, um, for the yeah, games I've... you're going to be playing for sure. <laughs> Yeah, I've definitely heard a lot of great things about the Chrono Trigger series, so that's this is definitely already towards the top of the list. Absolutely. Yeah. Barry, how excited are you to see Chrono Cross come back? So excited. <laughs> so excited. Another, again, Square delivering in, the, in this direct so much. Uh, big Chrono fan. And Chrono Cross is a sequel, but it's also, like, it, you, you don't need to play Chrono Trigger to enjoy Chrono Cross. Um, you really don't see many of the characters, and it's it's more like glimpses of them they're none of the main characters and it's a huge roster uh depending on how you play you you recruit different people for your team so every time you play you're going to get different party members uh and i think if you do new game plus you can keep the party members you had so you can eventually get them all uh just going between the two worlds was fun the music was fun this this twists and turns in the story are great and the fact that they're including radical dreamers excites me so much because so few people know about Radical Dreamer. And the only reason I know about it is because I was in college and I didn't have my systems with me and I was using emulation at the time on my, you know, my computer because I didn't have everything. And I was like, what can I play? And I started playing a lot of like Japanese-only games with fan translations that we never got here. A lot of, a lot of the great Super Nintendo RPGs we never got. You know, I played Final Fantasy V and you know, stuff like that. And one of the games was Radical Dreamers. And I was like, wait, what? This was Chrono Trigger 2? Like, what? what? What is this? It was only on the Satellaview. It's a text adventure. So I played through it. And I was like, this is really good. Why does no one talk about this? This is a, a what the heck? Uh, and it's like forgotten about. So the fact that they're bringing this included in there, it's so good because it's if you're going to re-release something, I like the complete package. If you're, you're giving me everything. So, uh, yeah. This is a this is a must have, and I just hope Square doesn't botch this and make it digital only. Like we need this as a physical. This will sell 
this will easily sell physical. There's a yeah. huge audience. At least it's not cloud version. Um, <laughs> God. But uh, yeah, I'd never heard of Radical Dreamers before before the direct today. Um, and uh, yeah, hey. it's so cool. And and I love that they did include some uh, things like be able to turn off random enemy encounters. That's mm-hmm. going to be nice because you can enjoy the story more and not have to worry about those those random encounters. Um, new soundtrack is interesting. I'm like, is it brand new songs or is it just re-recorded? Like how they remix, remix and stuff like that. Remix, so, re-recorded. So that's really cool. I love that. They're, yeah, they're not just porting it over. This is like a new enhanced cool version um, with that Radical Dreamers included is uh, is really cool. So, yeah, it might be something I eventually go to, but I'm so excited for for people that that are into that because like. Yeah, I've heard nothing good or nothing bad, <laughs> all good um, from from that entire series. So, uh, let's move on to the next game, uh, a little game called Kirby in the Forgotten Land that we just keep finding more and more about this game. Uh, releases on March 25th, and today we found out uh, that there's a mouthful mode, um, which and, and allows you to not only just suck up and absorb and copy abilities, uh, but you're also going to be able to uh, kind of somewhat uh suck up a car a vending machine a, a cone a traffic cone which is weird um a scissor lift it's like all these gigantic things and they throw in a traffic cone um also some ring kind of thing uh light bulb an arch water balloons things like that to be able to kind of further enhance uh your abilities um so with the car of course you'll be able to drive around um scissor lift allow to you know lift up in the air um cone allows you to pierce things i don't it's weird um but it's Kirby. So, uh, but yeah, this whole world of, you know, nature and civilization all together, you can evolve your copy abilities over time as well and, and enhance, uh, you know, not only your, um, the ability itself, but also like you get some, uh, uh, visuals differences and things like that too. So yeah, I, uh, this is, I've said before the first Kirby game that I've ever been super excited for, um, because I think it, it looks so new and adventurous and bigger. And, uh, yeah, I think, uh, this is probably going to be the first Kirby game that I'm probably going to be picking up, uh, soon after launch or at launch. So I'm, I'm really excited about that drops on March 25th. Um, Greg, what do you think about Kirby and the forgotten land? I am actually right there with you. I haven't really played any of the Kirby games outside of the, I think the NES one or the Game Boy one that was on the 3DS or Wii U Virtual Console. And um, I did like those games, but I haven't really played any of the more modern ones. But this one just looks so gorgeous and it looks so much fun. And I really like the 3D platformer stuff and being able to like collect things. And like those are my types of games. And I think this is the kind of game that's really to get me to become a bigger Kirby fan. So I was telling a friend, like I was I, I, last year was kind of intro into like Pokemon and animal crossing. I feel like this is going to be a stronger year to enter into Kirby. So um really hoping to pick up this game pretty close to release and looks like it should be a lot of fun. Cool. Cool. Barry, what are you thinking about uh, Kirby? You did make you more excited about Oh, hell yeah. Like, <laughs> I love Kirby. I've been excited for this game since it was shown off. Uh, just the idea of a 3D platformer, like an open world kind of 3D platformer with Kirby sounds exciting. Uh, I, I love how, like, I feel like this is the Mario Odyssey moment, you know, mm-hmm. with Cappy. When that was first revealed, it's like, oh, how do you take Mario, who has his own standard power-ups, and do something new? And Cappy was a whole new thing 
to do. I feel like that's what they're doing. They're like, hey, we're giving you the same copy abilities, but we're enhancing them with upgrades and you can make them all cool new forms. Oh, and then we're also doing this whole other mechanic that you can now do. It's like, thank you. Thank you for just <laughs> delivering. Yeah. Uh, even though some of my question, like the scissor lift, uh, Kirby can float. Why can't I just float? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right. So I'm sure there's going to be some reason. But yeah. like I like the ring and we for for faster movements and the vending machine is just hilarious and it just it just oozes charm it just oozes charm the whole thing I am so excited uh, definitely gonna be my big game of March uh, I can't wait that's awesome yeah those like random like things you can suck up or like the car and stuff kind of reminds me of, like the thing items from Paper Mario they're just like so out of place and so like random and have like the weirdest abilities like mm-hmm. the giant fan or whatever like that's in Paper mm-hmm. Mario it's kind of like has like a purpose and it's very cute how they kind of implement those kind of like random things in, into this Kirby game it's looks a lot of fun yeah yeah, it's cool. And I, I like how they're really enhancing that and going way beyond. I feel like there's a couple Kirby games that I played um, in recent years, and I feel like they cut down all that. They're like, oh, you can only copy these small amount of, of things, where this is like just blowing that out of the water. <laughs> like almost whatever you want to copy, hey, you're going to be able to, even this car. <laughs> like That's that's amazing. <laughs> so that's, that's the reason why I would play a Kirby game is because of that kind of thing. And they put them in a gigantic 3D world. Like this, this sounds like a lot of fun. So, uh, let's, let's hit the next four, uh, sets of games. Uh, and I'll say sets because, uh, there's some, uh, collections involved in this. Uh, one, the first game, uh, that or the next game they talked about was MLB, the show 2022. Uh, and this is something we talked about on our last episode. Um, that's uh, kind of crazy that Sony is bringing over the MLB to, um, to the switch. Um, but that's going to drop on May- April 5th. And, uh, yeah, I'm just so excited. We have a possibility of a of a good baseball game on uh, on switch so mlb the show 2022 on april 5th uh and then our favorite cloud collection of kingdom hearts intergram masterpiece uh is going to be coming onto the switch on february 10th so actually by the time you guys are listening to this it will have already been out um as we're recording it coming out tomorrow so you can play all these games in the cloud tomorrow um also and on the and on the eShop. oh that's true also individually on the eShop, but uh there's still the cloud versions there's still cloud versions you just don't have to buy the collection you can buy the collection or individually on the eShop. um and then uh klonoa fantasy reverie series uh is a platform game uh with interactive elements um and uh i've actually never played these games um they look fun i enjoy platformers uh that's coming out on july 8th and uh then another collection that uh kind of surprised me um it doesn't surprise me that i i think this this is a great uh couple games that you know could easily come to switch but i never thought i'd actually see it happen uh portal companion collection uh portal one and two both coming over from valve software uh coming sometime in 2022 um so this is my chance to finally actually play these games because i never played them on uh pc because i never had a pc that could adequately run the games but hey now i can play it on the switch and i can play it on the go so that's pretty cool so we got mlb the show kingdom hearts Cloud Editions, Klonoa Fantasy Reverie Series, and Portal Companion Collection. Uh, let's go to you first, uh, Greg. 
Yeah, I know on the last podcast we did talk about um, MLB the show. So, I mean, there's it's obviously nice to see that a nice baseball game is coming. Unsure if it's going to be something I'll pick up personally, but still great to see that we're actually getting more sports games, even if they aren't from EA. So that's always great to see. Um, Kingdom Hearts, if, if they would just drop the darn cloud thing, then I would actually probably be buying all of them like right away because it's Disney, it's RPGs, it's something that I would probably absolutely love, but um, I don't know how well it will run from the cloud with internet and everything, so I might be passing for the time being. Um, the Klonoa games looked a lot of fun. I do really like platformers, and I think that'll be a lot of fun to have the summer with all the other games we're getting this summer as well um and like you i never played the portal games i've heard nothing but great things about them and how they're like pretty much some people's like all-time favorite games of like all time so definitely very excited to be checking out those later this year that's another like a must buy on for me for this year on the switch cool cool barry how about you uh, yeah, we talked about MLB. Uh, just happy to see that. It's weird seeing Sony there, but that's great that uh, that it is coming to the Switch. Uh, good baseball game is always good. Uh, Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> Square's biggest fallacy, other than the Final Fantasy Pixel Remaster, is not coming to the consoles. Um, yeah. The... <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. After so I many thought... good moves from Square in this direct. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, this is the biggest biggest misstep. Uh, Klonoa, uh, great to see Klonoa. Klonoa is a fun platforming series, and it's it's Klonoa one and two. Uh, two was released on the Wii. One was a PlayStation One, and uh, it's very expensive. Klonoa games are very expensive, so to give people an opportunity to play the first two games are great. It would be cool if they threw in like the Game Boy Advance games they put in there as well. But but this is still a great collection. So many these great collections I love, and then Portal. Uh, you know, I really loved the first Portal. I only messed around with the second one. But again, this is a big, big franchise, and there's no reason it shouldn't be on the Switch. And I think it's a big win, Nintendo. And yeah, it's an awesome game with nice. awesome music and awesome characters. <laughs> yeah. Uh, next, we had a game that, uh, I've, of course, I'd never heard of, and I think probably I'm, I'm assuming all three of us had never heard of um, before. I have. But, uh, you, of course, Barry had heard of it before, but um, Greg and I were probably <laughs> totally shocked by this game, uh, although it looks <laughs> yeah. pretty awesome. Um, a game, it's kind of a, almost a collection in a way, uh, called Live Alive. And uh, it's a previously unreleased game outside of Japan. It's an RPG that uh, where you get seven different stories, and each of those protagonists kind of have a different story and a different genre in a way of how their game and their story um, unfolds. And so uh, we're going to be able to play this game on July 22nd. Uh, kind of looks like this. Um, I, I, I really like, I think it looked a lot like the... Um, the remakes of Final Fantasy, but also like the um, triangle strategy kind of games, like it had that kind of aesthetic to it. So, which really drew me in because I love how they're able to do that HD 2D thing. Um, so yeah, this was a game that I, yeah, like I said, I never heard of, but after I was like, this looks really fun and really cool. And uh, I'm very interested. So maybe on July 22nd or soon after I might end up picking up uh, Live Alive. So um, before, before Barry tells us all about the history of Live Alive, um, <laughs> Greg, what do you think about it? 
Yeah, I'm right there with you, Steve. It looks like it was a lot of fun and very interesting, and like you had never even heard of it until today. Um, it looks fantastic, and definitely on that to look out for later this year. Um, I'm just waiting for Barry just to like pull up the little box and hold it up on screen. <laughs> yeah, like, he probably has got all the original this. editions it's, and the original it's Japanese. It's been right here behind me this whole time. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, no, I actually don't own it. I don't own very many Super Famicom games at all. But it's, again, uh, back in my college days, you know, when I didn't have my consoles and I was doing emulation, I was playing a lot of Japanese games, Japanese role-playing games that we didn't get with fan translations, and that was one of them that I was messing around with. Never, never like, fully dived into it uh, much, you know, but I did enjoy what I played. And it was always one of those, you know, there's, there's a bunch of Square games that never came over. And it was always one of those. It's like, will we ever get that? But we're getting it. And Nintendo's pushing it. It's getting a physical. It's already up for pre-order. So it's like, oh, yes, thank you. Absolutely, hands down. And I look forward to, uh, to tackling it. That's cool. That's cool. Well, the next game they showed off was a game that uh, I'm pretty sure on several podcast uh, episodes we recommended that Nintendo do something like this. And uh, like five years later, finally they pull out a Wii Wii Sports uh, kind of remake in a way. Uh, So Nintendo Switch Sports is coming out, and we're going to get three of the original... No, actually two of the original Wii Sports games, one of the Wii Sports Resorts games, and then three brand new ones with some others on the way. So uh, we're going to get Tennis, Bowling, and Chambara, which is basically the sword fighting. <laughs> um, and uh, so those are essentially the same as you'd find in Wii Sports and then Wii Sports Resort. And then three brand new games, uh, soccer with this gigantic ball, and you can actually do a shootout with leg control. Uh, later, they're going to release an update that it's going to allow you to play the entire game uh, with leg control as well. Um, and then also badminton and volleyball. Um, to me, volleyball looks like the standout uh, winner from this. Soccer just like potentially looks fun, but it also kind of seems weird with the leg control. Um, we're going to have local and online get online play with both friends and random uh, teammates. Uh, my biggest hope is that there's no lag because that could really butcher a, a sports game um, online. Um, and uh, yeah, it's going to be, there's going to be a free update again, like I said, with uh, enhanced uh, soccer control eventually. And then a second free updates coming down the line to add golf uh, from the original uh, Wii Sports also and uh before we move on and actually talk about this uh important to know that the game is coming out april 29th um, but there's going to be an online play test uh to evaluate the uh online play of it on uh, february 18th through the 20th so if you're listening to this when we launch uh this episode of the podcast um it's going to be coming soon if you listen later then you may have missed it already but february 18th through the 20th um, and you're going to be able to do bowling, chimpandra, chimp, there I go again, chambara, chambara, and tennis <laughs> um, with random opponents uh, every time. So, um, yeah, Nintendo Switch Sports is finally coming. Um, personally, I think it would have been better if they just kind of released all of the original. Maybe that's their goal is just with these updates, they'll eventually get 
uh, most or all of the original games there. But uh, I, I'm actually shocked that it's like, why? Why don't you have golf done already? What have you been doing? Um, but who am I? I mean, maybe that takes a whole lot of, you know, programming effort. Um, but it's uh, Barry, what do you think about Nintendo Sports, uh, Nintendo Switch Sports coming to, uh, <laughs> to the Switch? <laughs> I think this is a no-brainer. I'm surprised it took this long. And I think this is... This is their, you know, we, I, was, I mentioned earlier how the Direct was more adult-themed, and I think that was to try and get those hardcore uh, gamers onto the Switch. I think this is there to get those, the Blue Ocean Wii people back. That that maybe they haven't gone up, you know, and bought a system. And uh, is it too little, too late? Who knows? But it looks like a lot of fun. I do think that they're going to be updating and continuing. And remember, Wii Sports Club on the Wii U was like that. They released oh, each true. of the five games individually, and then they did the physical bundle. I forgot so, about that. Yeah, yeah. So uh, it's going to be interesting uh, to see how it plays. Uh, I thought the demo they did with volleyball looked goofy as hell uh, in, in only the way Nintendo can do it. And I think that honestly hurt the presentation because <laughs> I'm like, is it is this really like the best way to show it off right now? Like, like, it just feels like you're skipping ahead to only select parts, but you're not really doing the motions as well. And how well is this going to respond? <laughs> and you could have just cut this off. <laughs> Did you really have to shoehorn them, him in for this one thing? Uh, and I felt like that part was just... it. Was, it's like when the Splatoon, you know, director comes on all goofy and stuff. Like, this is Nintendo stupid in only the way Nintendo can do. And it just kind of roll with it but i do think this is a big hit uh i think this is gonna do really well i you know the physical has that the strap uh, to really push like get this physically and you can you can enhance your gameplay uh and i'm interested to see how like the kickouts like i don't know about playing with the strap but i could see kick you know the kick out being really cool with the strap and a good exercise too mm-hmm. absolutely greg what do you think of uh switch sports is it too is it too little too late or they're still going to make some progress with this. It all really depends. I mean, I can see it like scoring like really well, kind of like the original Wii Sports. And But I don't think Wii Sports Club obviously really made it very far, but that's obviously was on the Wii U, which Wii U. was already very <laughs> un, yeah, it was a underperforming console to begin with. But um, it easily can score really well, depending if they continue to, how many more games are going to add? I mean, are they only going to be adding like three or four more games or are they really going to try to add every single game from Wii Sports Resort, which did include, I think, all five of the Wii Sports games in it? Um, that's obviously remains to be seen. So um, it's kind of hard to know how many more games they'll actually add. Uh, I would like to think they'll probably at least add in like boxing and maybe a few other ones out of Resort. I mean, it'd be really cool to see kind of like archery and that because I did really enjoy that one on Wii Sports Resort, too. So, um, yeah, yeah it would be really cool to see what else they do with the game. I mean, the, all the sports was great and fun, and Belle was actually kind of excited to be seeing those games. She was like, oh, there's Wii Sports! Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> so we did, we did so much of, like, the wakeboarding and, like, the sword play one, which, which I don't even know why they keep calling it fencing like they did in Wii Sports Resort. I don't know why they... Had to give That's this true. name that, that I me can't and Steve pronounce. can't pronounce. Yeah, <laughs> I can't. Look, I just all right, butcher it. <laughs> there's nothing wrong with calling the sports Chihuahua. Okay, there's <laughs> nothing wrong with it. It's okay. And I mean, I I agree with the archery thing. I, I think archery was was 
the Wii Sports Resort selling point, like bowling was to the original. I think like that's what they showed off with the Motion Plus. You know, they were always showing off the archery. And uh, I hope that one does come back. Boxing, I think, was universally agreed to be the weakest of the original five. And uh, there's really no point to having that when they already have Chicago there with the swords. So, I mean, it, <laughs> you, really you really have like a, like a ding counter every time Barry <laughs> likes to <laughs> render the H word. With like... um, what? So that's that's Barry, what Steve was be, saying. You know? That's true. It's it's pretty close. Um, Barry, because you're so good at pronouncing Japanese words, I need you to pronounce this next game for me. Um, I I got the first. Taika I got the no first Tatsujin two. Rhythm Festival. Tatsujin is that how it is? Tatsujin. So Taiko no Taiko no Tatsujin Rhythm Festival. Rhythm. I got that. I got those two. Um, <laughs> so uh, yeah, this drum beat's gonna drop uh, for seventy six bopping beats, um, including the orchestral version of the Legend of Zelda uh, main theme, uh, which would be pretty cool. Uh, if you if you've never heard of uh, the Taiko games, these are just yeah, it's uh, rhythm games based on the drums, the Taiko drums, and uh, they're really fun. I like playing these kind of games in the in the uh, arcades. I never would have probably gotten into it at a home experience. Um, but it's really fun, uh, and uh, with I'm assuming it's going to have motion control. They didn't really talk about it, but I would I would assume this kind of a game would have motion control. And you could also get a physical. Do they? Drum. Okay. I was I was hoping yep. that was the case. Um, you better get a physical drum too. So that's that's really cool. Um, and uh, you know I'm I'm probably not going to get it, but I I love the the concept, and, and it's so cool that they're coming out with those games. Um, also just jumping ahead here, triangle strategy was also showed, shown off. Um, there's going to be a new demo, um, as well that lets you play, uh, from chapter one to the end of chapter three. That's actually available now that you can check out. Um, it's going to be dropping on Nintendo switch on March 4th. There's also going to be some DLC for, uh, cuphead. It's called cuphead, the delicious last course. And uh, paid DLC for the original game. I won't be getting it because I still can't make it past like level three of the original game because it's so stinking difficult. Um, but uh, if you want even more of this game that's going to just murder you instead of you murdering it, it's uh, dropping on uh, June 30th with some paid DLC. And uh, also we're going to get uh, some Metroid Dread updates uh, dropping today on uh, February 9th. There's going to be two new modes, Dread Mode, which is uh, kind of one hit and die uh, game or game mode. And then also Rookie Mode, um, which is basically the complete opposite, which has uh, gives you increased recovery. And uh, there's going to be a second free update that's going to be dropping uh, sometime in April with a Boss Rush Mode. So we got, uh, yeah, four, uh, four different games that we can talk about there um barry what do you think about these announcements uh it's really cool to see more taiko games uh I, I haven't played them but i know there's a big following uh there's even rpgs there's two rpgs on the switch as well which is really cool uh rhythm based rpgs uh it's crazy the whole series is crazy but it's very addicting and i like that there's a service uh, that you could pay mm -hmm. and you can get up to 500 songs. Like, that's insane. Like, if that's the kind of stuff you like, if you like rhythm games, and like, that will keep you busy for a long, long time. Uh, Triangle Strategy, I tried the demo when it first came out. I, just, I, I found it boring. I'm just mm -hmm. not a fan of strategy role-playing games. However, I will say that this is my absolute favorite kind of demo, and I give them full applause for doing it. I love demos where you get to play and carry over into the main game. Uh, so 
not that much longer to March 4th, really, if you think about it. So if, if you're interested, I'd say try the demo. Um, I love Octopath, but I'm not going to play this. Uh, Cuphead, I've never played, but I'm, I'm still waiting for the physical. There's <laughs> the physical coming, but they were waiting for DLC, which is the smart thing to do. So maybe after this launches, uh, there'll be an announcement uh, after June 30th. Uh, about a physical and Metroid Dread. Uh, I did not see this coming. If in a big card, Metroid Dread DLC wouldn't be anywhere close to it. Um, I'm not going to go back to Metroid Dread at this point. I 100%ed it uh, in my playthrough. Uh, too many other things to play, and I don't need rookie mode because I beat it on regular, and I definitely wouldn't do dread mode because I would probably break my controller. Right. And I've never been a fan of boss mo- rush modes at all. So it's great if that's your thing. Not for me, but it's free content. Always a plus. Nice, nice. Greg, what do you think? Yeah, I've never really been into the rhythm games. I never dove into like the cadence of Hyrule. Still, that was always like a pipe dream, I guess, but I never got into it, so I probably won't be getting into this uh, rhythm game, even though it has Legend of Zelda as part of it. Um, Triangle Strategy has been my jam. I've been really enjoyed the very uh, first demo that they had for where they were collecting feedback and it's great to see that it's finally coming out so soon i'll probably be downloading the demo and getting to the end of it before the game releases to carry over my save um that's as barry said that's really great when they do those things and just like they did with octopath and um bravely default series it's great when they make demos that you can actually carry over your progress so hope to see more of those in the future from other games Cuphead, like you, Steve, I don't think I got past the very first early parts of the game. So not really thinking the DLC will be for me, but great for anyone that's still playing it and really enjoys the series. The new characters sound like it'd be a lot of fun. I almost wish it almost kind of sounded like a Nabbit type of character that they should almost like backload into the game. It's like it sounds like it could make it a little bit easier if you're able to double jump and whatnot. Um, and then... As with you guys were saying, it was definitely did not paying anything to come for Metroid Dread. I didn't really think any DLC would come. I still haven't actually beaten the game. It's still on my list to go back and do. Um, but I don't like the extra difficulty modes are kind of like a, not a good point to restart the game or anything. And as Barry said, I'm not going to be trying the brutal mode. It's not my type of style and usually would have lots of broken pro controllers or joy cons, uh, <laughs> trying that out. Um, yeah, it's yeah. great to see that's getting more content updates. I mean, I don't know what else they could really add, but hopefully they'll keep adding to it. Yeah. I was still in uh, Greg, before we started recording, I have, I have three notes down. I have dread mode. Won't be getting this rookie mode. No need to play this. And uh, boss rush mode. I might play this. Um, so that's my, my, my review there of those three modes. Um, yeah, because at this point, I've already beaten the game. Like like you said, Barry, it's like, why go back? Like, what I am excited, though, like, with, with Dread Mode, I'm excited to see other people's playthroughs of that. But yes, I'm not going to do it. 100%. Yeah, I, I, there's no point in me doing it. Um, like you said, like, we're going to go through so many pro controllers if we do that. And ain't nobody get enough money for that. <laughs> so... <laughs> Well, let's uh, let's move on to this uh, next um, 
you know, we could maybe actually just rush right through this because I'm sure people like like some of our, our listeners like Jakester aren't going to care at all about this next announcement. No, not like, at all. They don't like Earthbound. No. I, uh, yeah, uh, we uh, just when we thought, you know, that the Nintendo Switch online service is like just tanking and who knows if it's going to get any better at all. And it's just whatever um, they go on. Finally announced that Earthbound actually exists, um, and not only does it exist, they're bringing it to Nintendo Switch Online, along with Earthbound Beginnings, which is the original mother uh, game for Famicom, and uh, both of them were uh, shadow dropped uh, as of today, so February 9th, um, so you can go and get those uh, games and play on the Super NES Classic, uh, or not the Super NES Classic, but the Super NES um, Nintendo, <laughs> they're not on the Classic. That's behind me. Or it's not this on the classic. Uh, it is, but not beginnings. Um, but uh, yeah, so you can play those on on your Switch Online, and uh, yeah, that's kind of cool. Um, and, and I remember actually, I think in the Discord, I think one of the first comments that Jakester had was like, "There's no chance this is happening." Um, but you know, still, still no word of Mother Three. But hey, we get one and not. two, so hey, that's that's I, some progress. <sighs> They really should this have that clip of Reggie in there, like right at that, after that point. <laughs> like, what about yeah. Mario Three? How about <laughs> this instead, and just like go to like the Mario Kart Eight Deluxe or something? Like, right, right. <laughs> like, I mean, this announcement both excited me and made me so sad. Hmm. Excited me for people like Jakester who have been begging and begging for this, and this is definitely a big, big, uh, you know, series to get on the Switch. But upset me because. If they're on Nintendo Switch Online, that means no compilation and no mention of Mother 3. Mm. And the the they most likely weren't going to release just Mother 3 on its own at this stage because it's a Game Boy Advance game. But a compilation of the three games is a no-brainer. People have been begging for a compilation for years. Like, absolutely, let's do it. Do a collection. Now, my hopes of Mother 3 actually coming here are almost non-existent at this mm -hmm. point because this was the opportunity. Now, after this, if they announced Mother 3 or something as a stand, like, that would have been the time. But no. Yeah. Last poor mother. We <laughs> knew her well. <laughs> Greg, have you ever played the Mother 3? Or Mother Mother 3. Have you ever played any of the I've Mother games? Mother 3. <laughs> um, I did play beginnings for a while and i put like a good i don't know like five six hours into it and had a lot of fun with it and i don't know why i stopped playing i don't know if it was just because it was on the wii u or whatever but um i'm actually been like kind of wanted to dive into them on the nintendo switch online at some point because it's really great i'm kind of interested to see where those games go mm -hmm. um but Unlike Barry, I almost think that they're still saving like the Mother Three announcement for like E three or something to like really like rock the house or something like. Um, I hope you're right and I'm wrong. That's when they <laughs> announced the Game Boy Advance games coming to Nintendo Nintendo Chihuahua. Nintendo Switch Online. <laughs> Nintendo Switch Chihuahua. <laughs> yeah, part of Wii Sports Resort. <laughs> That's right. New from Hasbro. I wonder. I, I maybe I'm really this. This is this is really out there. But what if? What if Nintendo has secretly been behind the scenes? You know, there's a lot of this connection and working with Square lately. What if they've actually gotten Square to remaster? and re redo the games like they've done some of the Final Fantasy games, and there's going to actually be a re an HD remake of all three games, and that's your collection. I would absolutely love that. 
I think there's a snowball's chance in hell of that actually happening because <laughs> Nintendo of America does not want yeah. to acknowledge Mother 3 even exists. <laughs> that's very true. <laughs> I said it was out there, but, you know, that's, what, to make that's why everyone was like, reuse that. <laughs> I mean, that's why I was hoping they would reuse that clip from that uh, Nintendo, uh, that uh, E3 show. Or like, like, right. give, us, give, us, give us Mother 3. And <laughs> pulls out the fire flower. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's uh, let's hit some more of these uh, games coming out, and uh, there's another one uh, coming very soon that uh, we're gonna have to have um, Barry uh, pronounce. Um, but Zombie Army Four: Dread, uh, Dead War comes out on April 26th, and uh, that's about all we know about that game. Um, Zar- Zombie <coughs> Army Four. Um, they didn't even include much of it in the press release. Later, it kind of like showed it on screen. Looks like a zombie game. Coming on April 26th and moving on. And uh, Getsu Fumiden, is that how you pronounce that? Yeah, I, there I'm we go. Uh, sure. Uh, Undying Moon. Um, and so uh, this is a, uh, I really don't know much about this game. It could be fun, but it seems so crazy. I mean, it's a traditional Japanese kind of art dark fantasy I believe world it's thing. a uh, remake of a of a Famicom game. Oh, okay. Okay. They didn't really show a whole lot off of it off, so I was like so confused by it, but it looked really interesting, but it's actually out on on the Switch uh now. It came out on February 9th today uh, as we're recording, so you can check that game out. Um also Demon Slayer. Um I'm not even going to try pronouncing the rest of that. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, I want to hear you. Talk. No, no, it's it's something else. Uh, but Demon Slayer is coming <laughs> June 10th to Nintendo Switch, along with Lego Brawls coming sometime in the summer and Two Point Campus coming out on May 17th. Uh, Demon Slayer, Lego Brawls and Two Point Campus, also one of those games that are three of those games that they didn't really even talk about in the press release. So they're just coming out. Um, Lego Brawls, I think I have it on uh, Apple Arcade, but I haven't touched it yet. Um, Two Point Campus seems like it's so interesting. Like I'm not gonna play it, but it's so it's crazy and funky and like this campus building simulation uh, we talked about. It, I think on previous episodes too. So, um, but yeah, Zombie Army Four, Getsu Fumiden, uh, Demon Slayer, uh, Lego Brawls, Two Point Campus. Uh, Greg, what do you think of these games? Well, I think first of all, I think you neglected to say this was like the highlight reel portion where they were just like, oh, oh, let's true. fly through like. They did like 10 games and give them each like 10 seconds of uh, trailer time. Um, but yeah, I think pretty much all these didn't really have too much interest for me. I was kind of looking for like some really cool indie games or something or other things that they might be showing off during this segment. Um, for the most time, most part, a lot of these I don't really find too interesting. And this seemed to kind of follow along with that previous direct. So um Obviously, I've been saying there's so many games I am interested in from we've been talking so far tonight. So it's finally nice to have a lower portion, not to have to really have too much interest in the ones that showed in this uh, current section we're talking about. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Barry, what'd you think about these? Uh, I mean, Zombie before doesn't do anything for me. I'm not a first person shooter and I'm not big on zombie games. Uh, Getsu Fumiden looks really good, and it, it was shown off previously at another oh, okay. direct, uh, and it looks really, really good. And it's Konami, uh, I've heard it's hard, but uh, I'm interested to see what happens. Uh, I would love a physical of it because it looks great. Um, I 
I already picked this up ironically on PS5 and PS4 because I wasn't sure you know Sega and anime and wasn't sure if they were uh, ever going to bring it to Switch. But uh, Demon Slayer, Kangaroo, No Yoda, <laughs> the Hadouken Chronicles. I mean, if you like the anime, it looks fantastic. It looks like a lot of fun. I've heard good things about it. So it's great to see it come to Switch. Uh, and Lego Brawls, I've never heard of, but it looks like fun. And uh, Two Point Campus, again, we have we saw that a lot, especially at E3 last year. So uh, I've never played the Two Point games, but they're not for me. But I know there's a big audience. Like Two Point Hospital is a big audience. So it's yeah. a good get. Absolutely. Uh, so we, uh, yeah, then we, you know, we're moving on and, uh, another game that just won't die. It just will not die every, even though we have, we have predictions that, yeah, you know, they're going to eventually <laughs> release the ninth version of this game. No, no. Mario Kart eight deluxe is going to still live on for forever. I almost expected them at the end of this announcement to just to just say, you know what, we're also announcing today that we're going to drop the 8 from this game's name to just Mario Kart Deluxe <laughs> because that's what it's it's the the Smash Brothers ultimate version of Mario Kart is what's happening here. So, uh they're bringing out some booster passes for booster course passes um, eight courses released over six waves for a total of 48. Yeah, you heard me right. 48 more courses by the end of 2023. That means most likely we're not getting Mario Kart 9 by the end of 2023. They're going to let Mario Kart 8 Deluxe live on. Um, but uh, you're probably wondering, how, how much is this, Steve? Like, that's that's a lot of courses. 25 bucks. 25 bucks to get all this DLC for the entire 48 courses. And uh, it's going to be starting the rollout on March 18th. Um, but that's not it. If you are a Nintendo Switch member, Expansion Pass member, guess what? It's included in the Expansion Pass now. So now, now it's starting to look more worth it. Uh, what, what do you think, guys? Like, the, the now it's actually like, okay. I could see myself doing this, and you get the Animal Crossing and Element 64 games. Okay, now I'm glad I am a uh, an expansion pass member. Barry, what'd you think about all this uh, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe news? This, I mean, this is exactly what I've been saying about the expansion pass. Is this is what they're going to start doing? They're going to start putting all the new DLC into that, and that's going to be their like subscription kind of deal where you get access to all of that. And this just cements my theory about it with the president sent by animal crossing uh and that makes me happy because i was like well 25 bucks isn't a lot but it's you know over the course of two years and you know how often do i play Mario Kart 8? like never and do i want to pop it back in just to play a couple old courses but now it's like i can go back to it whenever and it's like oh the courses are there for me this is cool uh i love the fact that more courses are going to be there this is definitely going to be the definitive mario kart experience and to me, the biggest excitement was they included Tour, um, that they actually included mm -hmm. Tour as a ninth game, and they're bringing courses in because while Tour, if you play it, it's filled to the brim with classic courses, um, it has exclusive courses, uh, which is great because those courses, if you don't play mobile, you'll never see them. So it's new to a lot of people. And, you know, I kind of want to see them go above and beyond. I want to see them take tours mentality because what tour will do is they'll take the course the course you want 
and then there'll be the reverse version of it, which is standard in Mario Kart. But then they'll also do a trick version of it with extra ramps and jumps and craziness, and then a reverse trick version of it. So each course is four different versions of. So I, you know what? I kind of feel spoiled, but I want to see four <laughs> versions of every – because we already have two because in the game you already have reverse. I want to see trick versions of everything with extra ramps and extra jumps and all that stuff because it changes the game completely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just think they're gonna keep uh, running out of things to call their trophies because, like, they're we're beyond the the basic four and the eight that they eventually got. That's kind of crazy, but uh, yeah, I agree with you. I mean, I don't know where the end is now. Like, eventually, there's gonna like I thought it was cool. Like, tour. Wow, I did not see that coming. But it's cool. It's exciting. Uh, Greg, what do you think about all this Mario Kart Eight Deluxe news? I do have to admit that at first I had thought like each wave was going to be like 25 bucks and i was mm. like what the heck this is like a lot yeah. of money and then finally i like i once they started it's like oh it's included with the expansion pass then i was like oh thank g <laughs> like i've already <laughs> got that for the animal crossing uh right. dlc so like 150 bucks that kind of 48 courses like, <laughs> so that also made a click that was like oh wait you're getting all the waves for 25 dollars it's not just like each wave and i was like okay that's much better priced that way so definitely very thankful that's what it is um i already got the so very um grateful to see that we'll get some more courses the ones they showed off looked really incredible like the coconut ball and um uh, one of my favorites is choco mountain from the n64 so it was just great to see some more of those um course being more uh modernized and be included um my daughter actually fired up the game. She's like, where are the courses? Like <laughs> thinking they were like there right after the episode or after the direct. And unfortunately, no, they're not going to be dropping in for another uh, month or so. Um, so I'm sure she'll be playing through like the old courses again and getting all of her skills back and up in place. So I'm mm-hmm. um, definitely excited to see um, more courses added and probably be playing along with her once they each wave releases. Nice. Nice. See, Steve, you were talking earlier about like instant. You know, I want that instant. Boy, look at that. Yeah. You know, that's we just we have read this as a culture. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we just expect well, some of the games came out everything. today too. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, some of the games that we that's talked true. about did come out today too, and like true. some of the demos yes. and. Yeah, but yeah, this one but... specifically said all releasing up until the end of 2023. Now, damn it, I want it now. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, man, so much. Well, I mean, the first wave could have been today. I mean, it could have been. obviously it wasn't ready. Yeah. But... yeah. Yeah. Well, that's pretty much it. There was nothing else in this direct, right? Yeah. Right. Nothing, Barry, nothing. nothing. Yeah. Nothing, yeah. Nothing We're done. Yeah. 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 All right. Let's nothing. Good talk. Oh, good show, guys. We'll right. Talk there was this other game, I think, called Xenoblade Chronicles 3. Is that right? Uh, Xenoblade Chronicles 3 is coming out September of this year so uh yeah monolith soft is is bringing back uh the next installment of uh barry's beloved franchise and um i i will admit when i first saw it i actually thought possibly remake of x um because we talked about that for a while and then all of a sudden they bring out the flutes and i'm like i don't remember flutes from xenoblade chronicles x um and then you know as i watched more i was like oh this is something new this is something exciting everything so it's connecting one and two um in some ways that i don't really know because i haven't 
played one at all and I've only played Torna um, from two. So there's a lot of the, the whole thing that I don't know much of, but uh, somehow connecting one and two together. And um, yeah, it's coming out in September. So not long of a wait there for you, Barry. Could be your uh, game of the year contender. So let's go to you Very first. Well, and uh, you can tell us how excited you are about Xenoblade Chronicles 3. When 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 it was like one last thing and I was really sitting there, I'm like, please be Xenoblade 3. <laughs> and my wife was watching with me and she's like, Mother three. I'm like, no, what, what? You think they're gonna do that? Uh, and of course, with the, when they started with the flute, and I'm like, is this, is this? And then they started talking. I'm like, oh my god, like British accents. And then I saw, you know, the the war starting in the mechs. I'm like, this is Xenoblade. And then I started to see characters from previous games, and I'm like, oh snap, mm. <laughs> things are getting real. This looks phenomenal. I don't care if you've never played them. Like, look at the open world. Like, how gorgeous that open mm-hmm. world is. It's mm-hmm. like some of those shots are just beautiful. Monolith Soft knows how to do it. They've helped with Breath of the Wild for a reason. They know what they're doing. There is no excuse at this point. The entire series outside of X will be on the Switch. And X, I was hoping for X2 as a shadow drop. Like, I want to see X go to the Switch. Like, bring them all. But if you like RPGs, you need to play. You just need to. It, it, the story alone is great. It's absolutely, like, you're doing yourself a disservice. Especially with this coming out. It's just one of those titles. And if you say, oh, I didn't like Xeno 1's combat, try Xeno 2. Xeno 2's combat is very different. Very, very different. And Torna's even better. And, uh, <laughs> and Torna's very different, too. Um, just must play. The music, the atmosphere, the characters, the story, all of this is it's must play. I have gone through Xenoblade 2 now probably a good four times. Even though I've only played them once each, I've watched streamers go through, like the highlight reels of going through the entire game, because so many people like, I've never played this before, and I just watched the reactions. Mm. Because there's so many moments that just like mouth gaping open, like, mm-hmm. oh my god, I can't believe this just happened. I can't believe this is a Nintendo game. Mm-hmm. Because it is. It, it's something that needs to be experienced. Like Life is Strange, like I was talking about that. Now you guys are seeing what I mean mm-hmm. by it. These are these type of things that you just need to experience. So, no excuse. Get Xenoblade 1, get Xenoblade 2, get Torna. They're on the Switch. You can play them. Get ready for September. This game alone, nothing else would have shown, and I would have been beyond happy. <laughs> yeah, Greg, what do you think about uh, Xeno 3? Is this uh, is it enough to finally get you into the series? Unfortunately, probably not, because <laughs> until they fix the combat system to be like Dragon Quest, then it would be absolutely 100% perfect, easy by day one kind of thing because the game looks incredible gorgeous the story sounds amazing and everything but it's that blasted like live action combat garbage that i don't really care for and tagging like with teammates and stuff it's <laughs> not my ideal combat system if it was like dragon quest 100 percent easy must purchase day one i would pre-order right now but <laughs> since it's you see he says he all hasn't even tried xeno 2 and the combat's very different than Xeno 1. Yes, so that's yeah. a crock crap because Xeno 2 <laughs> came out in 2017, so you had time to try it. So, you, you know, the combat changes. And you don't even know what the combat system is in Xeno 3. They didn't show you what it was. So considering they changed it they in 2 and Torna, it's going to be different. 
And X had different like combat how, too. What's different is it, how different is like between one and two? Very different, like night and day. And and Torna is like I did like, not like Xeno One that? combat. That's the reason. That's the main reason why I didn't play Xeno One because I did not like the combat as well. But I played Torna and I did not have one problem at all with that combat system. Had. I liked it, okay. like how the, how it was executed. It was fine, and X is X is fine too. Like I was, I was totally okay with how X was. Um, I just didn't like one. And you I might just, like one. I wasn't even like they did in, in yeah. I might I might like the re the remade version of it. Yeah, because I didn't really like the Breath of the Wild combat system as much. So I don't really play anything when like it's... the Wild combat. <laughs> Like anything that's like not like turn based and like not chaining things together is not my kind of jam. Hmm. So, I'm I mean two has chains together and that's a big part of it. But the chains are simply like you'll see like something on the left or the right side of your screen and it'll tell you push ZR to do the move on the right and ZL to do the move on the left and you you initiate that. But it tells you this is what you can do, like. Hmm. It's as simple as oh look, I can push ZR and do some massive damage now. I mean, it's it's, and it it's not complicated. How, allowing it you builds. to learn learn as you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's like in Xeno One, I couldn't even beat like the end boss that shows up in like the prequel section of the game because my characters didn't want to do the chain attacks to attack it. So um, that's the chain attacks in two are much better than ones. See, the way it works with one, one's chain attacks, you had to like actually initiate it. You had like the meter that filled up, and then you push start, and you initiate the chain attack go. With this, it's uh, quite different, because it, it still has that same type of chain attack, but it all has combos within, like chains within the combat. So like depending on what element you use, like if you start with a fire, you could do three fire moves, and it's a stronger fire. Where you could do fire, I don't remember them all, like earth, and then finish with lightning. And it will tell you what it'll do. And the AI is smart. So if, like, you need to finish with lightning and your AI has a lightning blade on them, they will automatically switch to the lightning blade so it's ready to go when, when the meter is full. So it's all initiative to you. Like, it all, all you have to do is push the buttons. And once you figure out some combos, you can, like, make yourself invincible. Like, there's some... And they, like, heal you, the combos. So, like, there are some blades that will heal you when they do the level three. And you can initiate it, like, every battle. Uh, very, very intuitive. Mm -hmm. um, and it, it's worth trying. But if you think it's all like exactly like Xeno 1 Wii, that, that'd be the equivalent of saying uh, every board game uses dice. Like spinners don't exist or slides don't exist. Well, they do. Every board game doesn't use dice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. It, it, it's definitely You're worth doing giving a shot. If, if it's just the combat stuff that's held <laughs> you back, I'd say it's definitely worth giving it a shot because it, it's gotten a lot better. Exactly. I mean, uh, look at the world. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's kind of crazy. You don't have to wait too long. Like, September. I, I think, like that, because we knew nothing about it, really, right? Like, I think people presumed it was in, in development, but that's about it. We No, we knew it was in development because okay. they stated when Xenoblade 1 got the definitive edition that was future connected and okay. they specifically stated pay attention to this it's going to lead to the future of the series meaning obviously they're they're working on a third game nice but nice 20 i've said it before 2022 is 2017 part two yeah. every game pretty much mario kart 8 
now it's DLC, Splatoon 2, Splatoon 3, Xeno 2, Xeno 3. You know, they're all, they're all here. We got we got ARMS, and we got Mario Tennis, <laughs> or um, <laughs> Mario uh, Strikers, I mean. Strikers, you yeah. know, yeah. and then Wii Sports. And it's just the only thing missing is a 3D Mario. We have a 3D Kirby and Zelda. Um, but there's still time. Yeah. <laughs> we That's don't true. know what's left of the year. It's really true. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, could be Gregory. Breath of the Wild this year. It could be next year. <laughs> my my so, Prime Four. There could Probably be a 3D not. Mario this holiday too. Do you sure. remember even Zeno? It's September. That's not their holiday title, right? I mean, yeah, still three months. Yeah, as of right now, we don't have a big announced title for holiday, do we? Like, no. So it's just speculation on could it be Mario? Could it be Zelda? Could it be Metroid? Could it be something else we haven't heard of? Yeah. So cool. So yeah, that's that's our thoughts all on the Nintendo Direct from February 9th, 2022. Um, before we jump into what we're gonna be playing over the next couple of weeks, just uh, another quick reminder to follow us on social media at Nintendo Fuse on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, and also be sure to join our Discord. The link is on the screen. Excuse me. Uh, link is on the screen, but also in the show notes and the uh, pod t- or the YouTube description. Um, so make sure you join that. We love talking with you guys uh, pretty much anytime, twenty four seven. There's usually someone in our Discord that's talking about games, and uh, so much fun to uh, keep those conversations going in between podcast episodes. Again, we do usually re- record this uh, live so that you guys can join in the live chat and all that stuff on YouTube and Twitch um, every other Monday. Um, so if you have not joined us for a live podcast, be sure to do that. Uh, so let's uh, move into what we're going to be playing over the next couple weeks. So like I said, uh, this podcast episode is uh, dropping on February 14th, 2022. Um, so at that point, looking forward uh, beyond the games that we've talked about already in the uh, the direct um we also have dynasty warriors nine empires is going to be dropping also a game called monarch and uh Intelir sophie 2 is also coming out over the next couple weeks maybe some other games that uh that stand out to to you all um but uh yeah barry what are you what are you hoping to play over the next couple weeks i'm hoping to finish pokemon legends uh that's gonna be my main thing uh, i'm gonna probably look and see which one I'm missing to try and finish the Pokedex and not go crazy. Like, Oh, I need one more. Where is it? And run around like that chicken with a head cut off. Like, Where is it? You know? <laughs> uh, but I'm just having fun with that game. And uh, I think strangers paradise comes out here. Maybe next week, uh, final fantasy origins uh, on PlayStation and Xbox. And that's probably where I'm going to go to. Uh, I did enjoy the demo. Uh, give that game a shot. Uh, give Square some time, and on top of that, Final Fantasy XIV. Um, nice. I still have some stuff in there that that Pokemon's pulling me away from. Like yeah. I want to do this, but it's po- taking away Pokemon time. Pokemon just so good. Uh, so oh, we'll see what goes on there. But that's nice. main, my main goals. And things can change, but those are my main goals. Cool, cool. Greg, how about you? Goals will be to drop Pokemon Sword and Shield, and probably getting that uh, Triangle Strategy demo to get through the first few chapters, or at least start the first few chapters. And, um, yeah, I'll probably see where else I... I'll also finish up uh, Life is Strange True Colors. I would like to get that done before the next podcast as well. So I'll probably be keeping me busy the next weeks. Cool, cool. We also have a game to play that we're reviewing next podcast. Mm, yes, yes. yes. Uh, do we want to yep. tease what that game is? 
That's the Maniaka for the Switch. Hmm. Nice. Nice. Looking forward to uh, hearing what you guys say about that. Um, yeah, I'll probably, of course, be continuing in, in Rocket League and, you know, continuing this season and everything. Um, maybe getting into the uh, next uh, Life is Strange game, um, depending on where I end up going with, you know, which version I get and all that stuff. But maybe try to get into a couple chapters of Before the Storm. I hope so. Yeah, me too. Before I just, this one's quick, too. Three. Yeah. yeah. So I just, I just got to figure out where I want to spend my money. It's basically it. Or see if I can maybe get uh, the free copy from Square is what I'm still hoping on. Um, so maybe they'll they'll contact me before the next podcast and I can get the uh, the review copy for for uh, the remastered collection. Um, but uh, yeah, I think that's pretty much my main goals. Um, except for I might, I, I'm thinking of, like once uh, once Earthbound dropped, um, it's been forever since I played through. I've never beat the game. Um, I played several hours of, of Earthbound before and I was like, you know what? I need to play through that game again. So maybe I'll, I'll start uh, a round of Earthbound and, and see, uh, see if we can go through that and eventually maybe try out Beginnings now that, uh, that I have it. And, and can play it, um, which is pretty cool. And uh, maybe I'll have something to talk about with Jakester in the, in the Discord. So it'll be fun. <laughs> so you didn't, you didn't get it on Wii U? That. I did not get Steve, uh, the beginnings on, on Wii U, no. No. Yeah, I I mean, I, I was excited that it came out for fans, but I, I'm not a gigantic, clearly I've never beat the game, so I'm not a gigantic Earthbound fan. I... I I get excited for other people who are into it <laughs> um, because it's such yeah. a big thing. But myself, I yeah, I've only played maybe a quarter or half of the original Earth or not the original Earthbound Mother Two, um, but uh, yeah, that one. Um, yeah, yeah, I've been kind of trying to play games where all the characters in Smash are from, so like mm-hmm. this was a perfect opportunity to. Dive into Ness's and well, um, Lucas's game. It's funny you should mention that because there's two characters called Pirate and Mithra that just happen to be in Super Smash Brothers Ultimate that come from a game called Xenoblade Chronicles 2. So you can check off that list while experiencing one of the best games, if not the best game on the Switch right now. <laughs> Wait, did all right? Did you get the, the DLC? I, get the homework assignment. Maybe I did not know. Oh, it's, it's, see, it's not money. in. It's not in his copy of Smash. But it's it's, it's in. <laughs> but it's still in Smash. It's it's still not available. Smash, right it's not available. <laughs> it's not available. It's available. It's available. <laughs> nice. Are you sure it's available? I don't see it. I can't select it in the menu. Oh, <laughs> uh, you can select it on I the purchase screen. I don't... Absolutely, I guarantee you. <laughs> well, uh... you could play against them online. <laughs> <laughs> you could you could. oh yes there you, go. you will you will play against people with characters you do not own <laughs> online so yes absolutely they are in your game the files are there in your download i guarantee you <laughs> uh well beyond all that um we are going to be back with our next episode on uh february 28th join us live for that experience you can jump in the chat room and uh tell us your thoughts on all the the news that we talk about the games we've been playing that week um Greg Barry, uh, what are you guys been up to? Um, I, I think Greg's actually. I don't know. Do you want to you want to make an announcement? There's there's something like at least you two are going to be uh, working together a little bit more in the near future. Uh, yeah, uh, you want you want to announce it, Greg? Go for it. Sure. So I've been talking with Barry and his team a lot, and I've actually been asked to be onboarded onto Premium Edition games. So it was just pretty much effective um, this last Sunday that I. 
talked with Jeff and Barry to get all that stuff ironed out, and I'll be addition to the team and help getting more physical games for the Nintendo Switch and anything else that they'll be working on in the future. Cool, cool. So yeah, two-thirds of the podcast uh, crew are now working for Premium (laughs) Edition, so I'm expecting some perks. That's what I'm thinking. (laughs) (laughs) I know know know. people now. I know you know (laughs) people people. now. (laughs) That's right. right. No, it's it's an honor to have Greg join us, and uh, we've got some really cool stuff planned. Uh, cool stuff that we will be announcing soon uh, that I, I can't say exactly when, but there will be an announcement soon, uh, quicker than most. But uh, we're working on the Series 4 Direct. So for those of you interested in the next round of physical games, uh, you don't have to wait too much longer, but there are going to be some really cool ones when we do announce them. Cool, cool. Well, yeah, next episode uh, dropping live on February 28th, so be sure to join us, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time, 5.30 p.m. Pacific Time. We'd love to have you join us live in the chat and, uh, yeah, join in the conversation. In a way, you're kind of like the the fourth member of this team is the collective chat room, so we absolutely love interacting with you all through the live show. Uh, Apologize for this episode not being a live one, but uh, hopefully you still enjoyed it and uh, heard us talk about all the, the Nintendo Direct news, so so uh, we'll see how the next couple of weeks shake up, what news pops out there, and uh, what games we've been playing. We'll talk about it in the next episode, but uh, that brings us to the end of episode 245. We'll see you on the next one on February 28th. Until then, happy gaming, everybody. Have a good one. See you next time.